between us in a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. of the Americas themselves, 
they're quite boastful about it, even though now, today, a couple of years later, they're pretending they never said anything of the kind. But at least tomorrow or Friday, I'll be playing, uh, on my site at least, I'll be playing a recording of these guys talking about it openly uh, from their own broadcast. They admit they drafted up all of the amalgamation, all of the economic amalgamation. And on the tape, too, they admit to the security forces and all of the economic rules and laws are already integrated in the Americas. Not only that, shortly afterwards, they admitted that certain politicians or certain bureaucrats at Washington, D.C. could apply for jobs. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. back here and cutting through the matrix. And I think there's a caller, Mark, from Pennsylvania, is called in. Are you there, Mark? I am, Alan. You're the best. Oh, thank you. I know you uh, don't like answering the same questions over and over again, so I thought I'd give you a, a unique one. But before I do, let me give you some background. As you know, I'm in the marketing business. And I remember several years ago, they were talking about how they named cars, you know, for like Toyota and Chevy and all that kind of stuff. And then ever since listening to you, I realized that that's all a fraud. So I was wondering if I can give you a list of some of these. Uh, I, I have two Toyota trucks, actually, and I wanted to see if you can kind of give us a quick hit or explanation of what the meaning behind the words were. For example, there's the Toyota Matrix. So for people who aren't aware of that, how would you explain why they've named it the Matrix? Again, it's, apart from the popular term uh, since the movie, and the occultic term as well, the place where all things come from. Uh, it's the Everything comes from the earth, including everything that's made in that car. That car's made from the steel, the iron, everything comes from the earth itself. Right. Yeah. How about the Scion, the Toyota Scion? Oh, that's obvious. Yeah, the Scion. And uh, it's double play. A Scion is a cutting of a branch, which you then splice onto the tree of life. And that's how you become a lord. You're, you're to come out of the, the lower ranks, and you're sliced on. You are S-C-I-O-N, and then you become a scion as well. You have the sun and the moon. Uh, S-I in Hebrew is the beginning, two first two words of the, the, the moon. Mm -hmm. And on is, of course, the phallic symbol of the, 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 the sun's virility, if you like. How about the Toyota Prius? The, the what? It's called the Prius, P-R-I-U-S. It's their hybrid car. The Prius. Uh, well, maybe it is the Prius. Who knows where they're going from here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I do know they've had a whole bunch of uh, occultic terms. And, and many of the people think some of them from Japan are Japanese names, but they're not at all. They're not? And some of them are Aramaic. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So what's, I mean, are we just basically... Uh, unwitting billboards for them? I mean, what's the, what is the purpose for them to have us put that, emblazon that logo with the name of the car on the back of the car? Is there kind of a hidden reason behind that? Part of it is always to mock the victim. Uh -huh. They mock the victim constantly, but part of it also is the understanding 
uh, which are an understanding, a science which isn't taught at universities for ordinary people, uh, a science of symbolism. And even words too are symbols, remember. Mm-hmm. And they do have an effect on the mind. We are, we are basic computers with a logic and a language which we use. And when you're programmed with certain words, in the beginning was the word, in the beginning of consciousness, your consciousness, your reality, you're given the words to use, and that creates your reality for you. So when you see these words all around you, um, you're, you're being programmed along certain ways, which your subconscious can read, and, and you'll, it'll work on you, but your conscious mind is oblivious of that you're being worked from within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great show as always. I'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah. There's also a Mark in Illinois. Are you there, Mark? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Hey, hey Mr. Watt, I'm first-time caller. I, I caught your show uh, Monday night, and I, I was just speechless. It was, I'm, it was a very thought-provoking, very, very thought-provoking show. And um, so I'm listening again tonight, and I, I don't watch uh, you know, much. I only watch one mainstream show, and... Uh, it's, that, that has to do with news, and I was disturbed, and I wanted your take on this, because when I saw that show on the mainstream news and heard your broadcast, I was, you know, I was like, my God, it's true. But they reported, the news actually reported that our government has agreed to give $800 million to $1 billion to the Mexican military to fight the war on drugs. And now they're they're given military. Our army is going to be in in Mexico helping the Mexican government. What is, what is your take on this? It's the amalgamation. Many many years ago, they talked. In fact, as far back as the 60s, when they had their big meetings with the the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the CFR, they talked about the coming amalgamation of Europe into a super army. But they said that the next one would be the United States and, Amer- and the Americas and uh, beginning with the amalgamation of Canada and Canadian troops with Americans, which has already been done at higher levels in special forces, and eventually with Mexico, followed by Chile. Chile is to be the one after Mexico. So it's the amalgamation of all troops, because those troops will be necessary to move en masse wherever they're needed in the Americas when the riots break out, which they know are going to happen, according to the Department of Defense projection from Britain, which was published in The Guardian a couple of months ago. They know there's going to be lots of riots because of the new system they're bringing in, but they've got to move big amounts of men very quickly, and hence the NAFTA superhighways to bring equipment and vehicles, etc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I would just, when I watched, uh, you know, so I've, you know, last night I spent half the night just researching on the net, and I went to Google Video and just pushed in uh, Amero, and there were so many videos, um, you know, that you could watch at five minutes apiece. That just, they, 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 right on, like, CNBC, they're talking about it, the Amero, the Amero. It, it, nobody knows about this. I, 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 did, I went to work today, and I just asked people if, if they heard about the Amero, and they were like, no, no you know, what's that? And, uh-huh. and I said, well, you know, Google it. Yeah. But I was just stunned when they reported on mainstream news that we're going to give all that money to fight the so-called war on drugs in Mexico. Yeah, we, we know. They always give us a, a good reason, and then there's always an, the real reason yeah. to give them that money. The real reason is to equip them fully, integrate them, and train them into the American style of military. Hey, hey well, 
Mr. Watt, I'm going to let you go, but I just want to tell you I really enjoy your show. Um, and, uh, you know, keep going. Uh, uh, I'm a new be. listener, and uh, I'm plugging in every Monday and Wednesday. I'm actually having people over Friday night to listen to your show. I've invited huh. about nine friends to, to listen to your Friday night show. That's, that's fantastic. I appreciate that, too. Hey, hey, thank you, and you have a good day. Bye now. Uh, I have Ed on the line here, too. Ed, from where are you? Yes, uh, Mr. Watt, thank you for taking uh, my call. Uh, I want to ask you something about the, uh, the food here. Uh, on your food, and I just want to know when this started. Uh, there's a K uh, for kosher. Uh, the Romanati, I gather, gets a little bit of a fee from each sale. Is that true? And when did this start? And uh, are they controlling our food uh, through this K? No, it's not that. I know what the K is for, for the kosher, and that is true that you'll see on many, many packets of food if it's been gone through the kosher process of being uh, prayed over, etc., by a few rabbis. That's just it. It's a payoff to a bunch, because all religions are corrupt, every single one of them. Um, but the, the elite themselves, and this came out in Britain, uh, when Prime Minister Tony Blair tried to pass the, the genetically modified food and make, it, make the public accept it, uh, he said the one exception would be that the politicians wouldn't have to eat the same food, especially in their own big parliamentary cafeteria, which is like a huge palace. Um, but the elite in Britain have their own farms. They're, they have tenant farmers. They've had that since the, the days of the Norman invasion. Prince Charles has a couple of hundred of them. And they, they grow their own food naturally. It's non-modified. The cattle that they have uh, aren't injected with any strange drugs. And uh, that's, so they have a completely separate food supply from the rest of us. And, and a genetically modified food, you're right, um, that's where the problem is. And that's in the kosher food as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, they get a, a certain little mill or percentage of putting that K on there? Yeah, it's a money scam, sure, yeah. Oh. yeah but uh, what what isn't the, a money scam in this system? Well, you know, I'm not too happy about that because, um, you know, uh, there's no, no other organization does that as far as I know, and it's been on there for a long time on our food anyway. And, yeah, it uh, is, but, you know, everything to do with the food business um, see, food is power. If you want to, armies in ancient times always managed to divert water and warfare and food, two prime things everyone needs. And so food has always been tampered with and, and scams have gone on uh, down through the ages. Um, even the types of food you're given will, will, will affect your, your physical health and your mental health even. Yeah. But uh, as far as the money scams go, there's lots of money scams even here in Canada, it broke out when a couple of uh, firms had been taking out the vitamins and the cornflakes and, and to, to, to sell to the natural foods, according to the government. But they were, were not substituting the proper synthetic vitamins that the government wanted them to. Everybody in, this, in the food business is, is taking a cut and a scam. What I also, I, I heard a rebroadcast uh, when I was talking about, if you remember, music. And uh, we were talking about there were riots at times. And uh, one thing I mentioned, I forgot to mention, the composer uh, at the time where there were riots was in France, that was the Igor Stravinsky, mm -hmm. the Rite of Spring. Yeah. And I wanted to 
to bring that out because if people hear that broadcast, uh, they'd say, who, who is that? What, what composer was that? So the Rite of Spring was uh, early in 1900s, was premiered, and it caused a riot. Igor Stravinsky had to flee the theater. Are yes, you familiar right. with that? Uh, yeah, I am too. And in, in, in the Masonic coding they use at the time, they use phonetic spelling as well. And so the R-O-S is rose. It's for the rose, even though there's no E on the end of it. Well, as far as uh, other things, he, 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 as far as composition goes, uh, uh, it's, it's a very radical, uh, unusual composition. But he's written some other things that have been more, uh, let's yes, say, uh, uh, more compatible. Yeah. Do you want to hold on after the break? Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Hi, folks. Alan Watts here from Cutting Through the Matrix. Just going through some of the, the lower-level matrix problems we've always had. And, as I say, food has always been used as a weapon. This was also admitted, too, by the woman in charge of the UN Department of Agriculture, which was going through the history of it being used as a weapon against the people and basically hinting that it would be used again, if need be. We saw that it was used on Iraq between the two wars, between the Gulf War One and Two, when they starved many thousands of people uh, to death and withheld medicine and supplies. Uh, all psychopaths at the top, uh, the end justifies the means, and the fallout in humanity that doesn't matter because we're just numbers to them. We're just commoners, you see. And we don't really count in the big picture. So much so that we're all given our sin numbers. That's the first sin you commit. You see, you're given a sin number. And in, in the Western countries, especially Europe, you're often given it at birth when your parents are dumb enough to register you, which really is a way of giving you away uh, to the government. They are now in charge of you. Whenever you register anything, you don't own it anymore. It doesn't own itself either. So we're conned, we're conned from the, from birth to death in this system. Yet if you go back to the days of Sumer and look into some of the records which have been found written in stone, uh, they had the same problems even then, thousands of years ago. We think we're so evolved and civilized. And it's only now we have all these problems with multi-leveled bureaucracies running our lives. And yet one priest in Sumer looked from the horizon to horizon and wrote that down in stone. He says, all I see are government buildings. He says, we all live for taxes. The boatmen bring in their fish and they're taxed as soon as they land. They're taxed at the market. He said, when we bury our dead and put offerings on the grave, he says, the taxmen come in and take them. So really, what's new in this system? The con goes on. The con is to convince everyone that's born that this is the only system that could possibly be we're taught that more so today, that we're on the cutting edge of civilization and society and progress. Yet progress towards what? 
it's never defined to us. Who decides what progress is? When you turn and look around you and you see the fallout of a crumbling society. There's been a war on the last society for many years, your whole life, as they destroyed the family unit, which they kept together through religion. That was, that was also their old system. Now they don't need it anymore. It's a problem, so they're destroying it. And now everyone's isolated from everyone else. Everyone becomes a shark on everyone else because we live in a predatory society with the top predators at the top. Look at their coats of arms. They're all predators. They're very proud of it, too. The problem is they've given us this psychopathic culture to emulate where winners get to the top and we all bow down and, and worship them. It's disgusting to see some of the supposed stars that are put up there for the public to, to follow and worship uh, the talk show ones on television uh, that guide the thoughts of millions of people, of viewers, and just watch what happens when they walk on stage. And those people go into paroxysms of ecstasy, as you would in ancient times over uh, a human deity, a human god, walking before them. Same thing, they worship success and money and mammon and power. Nothing really changes. There are many base people in this world who would do the same things to get there if they could, if they were intelligent enough or cunning enough and ruthless enough, they'd love to get up there. Because in this system which keeps us off balance and terrified of poverty, loneliness, sickness, and all those things, starvation, money is given as the key to all our problems. We're trained from birth to run after money. That's what school's only purpose is to give you a quality approval stamp called a degree or a certificate. That means you're stupid enough to work in their system without figuring it out. That's what it means. So we've all been fooled, not just us, every generation before us has been fooled into working for this global system based on usury and compound interest and this odd thing that you can't even eat called money and yet you're, you're allowed to live without it. If you put a shack up in the boonies somewhere, along comes a man with a measuring tape from the government to measure your shack and then hand you a bill for taxation. And all you're doing is putting walls around a bunch of air. That's all a house is. It's a box containing air. You're being taxed on it. So you have to think almost the way that the Monty Python crew could think to see things in a surrealistic way that they really are presented as normal to us. We are fooled from, from birth to death. For hundreds and hundreds of years, they used religion to do the same thing. If it was written in a book, it must be true. Even though you had a ghost chance in hell to ever find the authors. I'll be back after the following messages. listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Everybody knows that the days are loaded 
uh, as though it didn't concern them through the gap negotiations that followed it for international trade, uh, as though it didn't concern them. They noticed that the, the sudden, the sudden uh, appearance of goods from China in all the stores until you can't buy anything. But most people, you realize, have never even questioned it, as though it's all quite natural to them. They float through their lives. And like Zinyu Brzezinski said, they've been so conditioned by the media that if there's anything they should know, the media will tell them. That's what they truly, truly believe. And Brzezinski also said they will accept that the media is there to do all the reasoning for them. And once again, for those in the land of the dead, that is true. They do believe the media is some supra national corporate holy body that's uh, beyond court level honesty and it's there to tell you what you have to know. They really believe that. And so if you're telling them something that's not been on the media, they'll think you're crazy. That's how simply it works. Most people have no minds of their own today. They have, they have they've been stunted almost at birth with inoculations and then the most scientific indoctrination that's ever been devised through schooling and propaganda. This works incredibly well. You should read The Impact of Science on Society by Lord Bertrand Russell, a big player at the Tavistock Institute who was a big player in pushing and promoting and helping drafting up the age we're now coming into uh, he and Aldo Huxley were, were the best of friends, both working at Tavistock Institute, and, and both knew, knew the agenda. Remember that Huxley himself wrote Brave New World about the, the re-engineering of life on the planet for specific jobs, even giving you different arms, more arms if need be, living on drugs and happiness, but never thinking very deeply on any topic whatsoever. And he wrote that in 1933. 1933. Not long after the biplane was brought out. The reason being that science is always compartmentalized. From professorship down, it's the lowest level of science and knowledge. There's a level above that that certain students with gifts are brought out of university and pushed up beyond. And there's a level beyond that level at the bottom is called research because the searching has already been done at the top. Whenever you see nanotechnology, for instance, given to the public as a term, it's obsolete at the top already. They give us Dolly the sheep about cloning. They show us the research at the bottom when they can already uh, complete a human being at the top level. This is old stuff, you see, old stuff. So there are different matrices and the different levels of understanding reality, depending on which level you belong to. It's so funny to, to see them pull out stealth bombers every other year and you get this big propaganda piece of how it's the fastest, most efficient machine we've got. And meanwhile, the BBC did a documentary in 1972 on Area 51 and broadcasted all over Britain where these sort of flying saucers coming out of American military bases made in America. And these things moved at incredible speeds and came right out of these underground silos. 
fascinating stuff. But no, now they pull out the stealth bomber to convince us this is the best they have. Quite the joke, isn't it? And the best cover they put out for the flying saucer phenomena was, well, it must have came from Mars because we don't have them. And then they promoted the whole movement towards the belief in aliens and extraterrestrials and UFOs, backed up with sci-fi, which diverted us asking the obvious question, do we make these things here at a higher level? Very, very simple to fool the public. Very simple. Old tricks, old techniques. In ancient Egypt, Herodotus visited it, the historian for Greece, for Athens, and he went through underground tunnels miles long, tunnels where they could put armies through and come up behind invading armies and kill them. You wouldn't believe the tricks that they had back then, too, to fool the people. They've always used the underground for hiding things and storing things, including archives of knowledge. Nothing changes. Today we see the same phenomena like Cheyenne Mountain. They've even had documentaries on that one, which means it's fairly obsolete. And they have other bases all over the world, underground and inside mountains. In the Himalayas, they have the same phenomena. They've got an Area 51 there too. This whole mountain is surrounded by the, the military of India, who keeps everyone out, and these, the, the bystanders outside the perimeters watch these flying saucers coming in out of the mountain. Not alien beings, it's, it's a military organization, a military, military establishment. So, at the top, they share the sciences, but at the bottom, they give us practical science magazines, which mislead us into the stealth bomber is the best that we've got. And of course, we believe it. It must be true. It's on the mainstream media. Very simple tricks are played on a daily basis, a yearly basis, and a lifelong basis to fool the public. This war of terror that's being used on the public was decided a long time ago to be used because it was the fastest way to get the Americans to give up their rights and freedoms. Right after 9-11 happened, the U.S. media and the Canadian media were talking to the supposed man in the street for weeks and weeks with the same question, are you willing to give up your freedom for security? Then they did national polls on it too to see how much would go along with it and give everything up. Then they published the statistics on it. Now, statistics are great for lies because most people would like to go with the majority. That's how they do it with voting. I've met people who voted for some real nasty person admitted they were nasty, but they're still proud they voted for the winner. That's how stupid some people are. Okay. Now, Dan from Kentucky, I think, is on the line. Are you there, Dan? Yes, Alan. Thank you for all your work and integrity. We read your three books, studied them, and listened to your DVDs. And I think once you mentioned a book that we've tried to find called The Psychology of Killing, mm-hmm. it was describing psychopaths. Um, we're having trouble finding that book if you remember who the author is. Okay. Yeah, I'll find it for you and put it up on the website. All right. Um, we, uh, I read Lomachewski, who did a lot of work on pathocrats in Poland, and 
they did case studies on the communists that were uh, torturing them, and a lot of the books uh, disappeared ahead of the students in the libraries. But it seems that maybe we could, if we knew the types of people, uh, psychopaths, we could infer a lot of what the formulas are that they have in the archives. Do you think it's possible to infer some of those? Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh-huh. It's, I'll tell you a good example of a psychopath, a, a, a classic actually, was King James that's, that, that's given the acclaim for the Bible, the King James Version. When you read the man's speeches, uh, he said that he was put there by God under the divine right of kings, and therefore no one, no one on pain of death had the right to question him for his demands for more taxes for the military or for his plans for warfare or anything else. That that's the arrogance of, of the psychopath who's been pampered in the upper elite. They're very blatant about it. And, uh, and they mean what they say. They will kill anybody, anyone who tries to stand in their way. They have no problems with killing because they have no conscience. They don't reflect the sorrow or any of those emotions. I was thinking about different personality types, like in Myers-Briggs. If you deal with different people differently, you can get good results. And if we stood up to them according to their different personality types of uh, psychopathy, uh, maybe it would uh, work better. Also, there's a book called Interest in Inflation-Free Money, where they tried... um, money that deteriorated 5% every year in Austria that worked pretty well in the 1930s. And since uh, grain or everything else wears out, they let their money system wear out 5% every year. So people helped each other and bartered and spent this local money, um, you know, and everybody, the, the town did real well, and they didn't have the money uh, problems. Uh, mm-hmm. They do now. Maybe we could try something like that locally. I've heard there's something in Massachusetts that's a local money system. Well, there's nothing at the moment will, that will stop you from even bartering. It, now there will try. There, there's laws on the books to come in and stop you from bartering. It, and again, it's, this goes back ten years or more, because they say that anyone who barters is really running an underground economy. And they're trying to make the public think that, that because they don't pay taxes on a straight barter, they're robbing, they're robbing the public of getting more tax money to help the public. This is the con that they're pulling. So bartering itself is going to come under attack. If you want to swap a, a bag of corn for a, a bag of oats, the government wants to get between you because as far as you're concerned, you know, a third or a half of that bag is theirs. Uh, one more quick question. Um, you mentioned policies versus law and privileges versus rights. If you go into a store or deal with the government or a business and they uh, refuse, you know, make you show your ID or all this kind of stuff, um, do you think uh, if you stick to the law and whatever and, and insist on that, uh, it will be successful most of the time because most of the managers will back down and they don't know what the deal is anyway? It could be with some, uh, but you'll find most businesses today are really chain businesses. They're, they're, they're big chain stores. They have their policies guided and guidelines for them, and they're all given the same rules at the same time. 
Now, you, the best thing to do is just to simply tell them that you won't be back there anymore for any purchases unless they change this or that, whatever you wish, and that you'll be telling all your friends as well. That's, well, that's about the best thing you can do. Shortly, you, you only find now they're going to... In fact, they are in the shopping malls. They're, they're putting prisons in the shopping malls in the basement uh, because they know there's going to be more complainers in the short term because they're bringing out all this ID for every purchase and they want to simply arrest anybody who's complaining and, and put them in the slammer down below. Uh, they've already given the money out, and, and many of these malls already have these places built. Well, so, they're imprisoned yeah. with their credit, and then they'll be physically. How about that? Well, that's right. That is right. So the best thing you can do is just, just lodge a quiet complaint and tell them, I won't be back here anymore to shop, and I'm telling all my friends not to either. Well, thank you so much for all your work. We sure appreciate it. And I thank you. Bye-bye yeah. now. Bye now. Yeah, that's the, the world we really live in, where everything is coordinated. And, of course, that's why, just like the centralization of government was a prime tenet of the Communist Manifesto, that's the reason Karl Marx uh, telegraphed to Lincoln to thank him for solidifying the power of the federal government after the Civil War. Uh, they knew it was a, a, a need to standardize all laws from one source. It's the same thing with chain stores. At the top of the chain stores, you'll find the same large shareholders, the same bunch, and they set the policies, which is easy then to just run down the lines of the chains, and they're all exactly the same. That's That was worked out a long time ago. Margaret Thatcher uh, said that there was a war on small business, and she knew it because they were trying to put all small business out of the way. I'll talk about this after these messages when I come back. Everybody knows that the days are loaded and everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight Fixed. The poor stay poor, the rich get rich, that's how it goes, everybody knows. Hi folks, Alan Watt back here with Cutting Through the Matrix. Check into my website for hundreds of free downloads, going through much of the history of all that has happened that's led up to where we are today and where we're going with it all. That's even more important because now is the time to get involved where we have a chance to do anything. It's not a matter of just saving what we have. It's not ours to save. It was their system. We've got to find a new way, a new path to, to go on, not their system, because if we go right back into their system, they're still in charge, obviously, or another group of psychopaths will take over. They're very quick and cunning. They see all the angles which the average person doesn't see and they can pull the wool over your eyes, as they, they say in masonry. They love to hoodwink the whole public, and it's easy to have a wink between friends when someone has a, uh, a hood on their head and the eye of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, as they say too. So we've got to really start thinking for ourselves and see through all of these cons, where you're serving the con or conservative or any other con that you want to believe in, Whatever you're given in religion or anything else, 
is just that, is given to you as a choice between this, this, or perhaps even a third one, this. And you adopt it without thinking. Because your beliefs are induced beliefs. Socrates, he was killed for literally advocating that all beliefs should be tested empirically. And if they had no use or function for the individual, they should be thrown away. And that didn't really go well with the dominant minority of his day, who had already given the public a particular religion to follow, which made them obedient to the elite themselves. Nothing changes in the system. The cons change their names, but the system is always really the same. Don't choose the path of least resistance. That will also be laid out for you to follow. You must generally take the harder path. That's the one that leads you out of it all. It takes a little bit of strength, a lot of fortitude, and some will to get through. And don't be surprised if you lose a lot of friends on the way. That's just part of the course. We're living in a very dangerous time as the totalitarian system rolls ahead and is starting to make its head appear above the, 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 the horizon. We're going to see this in all phases of our life. We're going to see it in the stores. Uh, we're going to see it on the roads. They're already checking people on big, big uh, right checks now on a massive scale to get us to obey the black uniforms. And we better stop it now while we have a chance. Passive disobedience is far better than the unthinkable. The unthinkable is horror. Yet that's what we're facing. That's what we're facing today. The system is changing. It is changing because the elite who own it have decided they're changing it. It's of no more use to them. They want to progress. That's how things are, folks. Now, from Hamish, my dog, and myself, up here in the boonies in Canada, it's good night, and me your God. All your gods go with you. <laughs> <laughs> 